I want to welcome y'all to the sit down with Trailblazer. Here we'll be sitting down and having open conversations with music artists, models, actors, photographers, public figures, and any other creators throughout the South Florida region. The goal is to get great insights on their brands and the person behind their brand. And today we have a special guest, uh, a man of many, many things, honestly, a rapper, creator, actor, whatever else you want to call it. I hate Julian. How you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. What's good? Chilling, chilling, chilling. I'm glad I have you in here today, because honestly, bro, I've been meaning to ask you a lot of questions, fam. <laughs> a lot of them. I ain't going to lie to you, because you... ready for them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I normally start off with, where are you from? Where you ra- Where were you raised? Uh, I was born in Kingston, Jamaica. Um, my mom's side of the family, that's that's where my whole family's from. And But I was raised my whole life in Broward County. Mm-hmm. The, the reason why I was born in Jamaica... Because my mom got pregnant in high school So as soon as she graduated In June um, She didn't want people to know That she was about to have a baby Because she wasn't showing Mm -hmm. So she kept it like a secret as best as she could So as soon as she graduated She didn't tell my grandparents, her parents So she went To stay with her grandparents For the summer in Jamaica And then I was born in Jamaica Stayed there for like three months Came back down, and I've been living in South Florida ever since. Okay, word. So I kind, I think I kind of know the answer, but who was somebody, or maybe more than one person, that inspired you when you was growing up? Someone you looked up to? Oh man, I would say I, I could give, maybe I could give five people. Okay. Um, growing up, and this is in no order. Well, it could be in an order. Michael Jordan, number one. Okay. Um, I used my my grandfather that passed away. I used to watch basketball games with him, but I never really paid attention to any basketball games. But then Space Jam came out, and you know, cause the Looney Tunes was in it and stuff, that got my attention, and that really put me onto who Michael Jordan was. And then I I would see that this is who my grandfather was watching mm-hmm. all the time. So like his last two championships, I really like paid attention and became a fan of basketball just off the strength of the movie Space Jam. Mm-hmm. So Michael Jordan won like like cliche as it sounds. I wanted to be like Mike, like I wanted <laughs> to be Michael Jordan. Um, second, I would probably say Will Smith. Um, I looked up to him a lot, even him at. As an actor and a rapper, mm-hmm. but I just thought he was the coolest. The it's coolest. a cool ass nigga, yeah. right? Um, and then, as I got older, Jay Z, Diddy, and my fifth would be Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, a lot of people clown Nick Cannon, but I really think he's a cool, yeah, very productive guy. Yeah, he's like even to this day now, like he's still like he. He's innovative. He's like he's consistent. He's all the things that I want to be. Like mm-hmm. I would say, he checks them off on the list. So those would be my five like biggest influences. Okay, that's what's up. Um, what point did you realize that? Because I look at you like a creator, somebody who just likes to create different things, put people in positions to succeed, and just do this type of thing. So was there an age that you realized that this is something you want to do? Like you didn't just want to be a regular guy. You wanted to be a guy who created things for people to enjoy things like that yeah i would say i realized that in high school Mm -hmm. middle school and middle school i would say i I had dreams of being in the nba 
in high school I still had those dreams mm-hmm. but high school is where I kind of like I don't, I don't even like the term found myself because I always knew who I was but it's you know I mature and it's when I was trying out new things I was hosting all the pet rallies at the high school I, I was rapping in high school mm-hmm. like I had two mixtapes out um, oh you was rapping in high school too yeah oh okay um, Shit. yeah my rap name was J-Dub <laughs> um, I was making mix CDs like you know before like when people had MP3s and iPods but not as many so I was the person making all the like putting the best songs together mm-hmm. and you know handing it out to people that are selling it I don't remember I was probably giving it out for free mm-hmm. I was doing little skits I was in student government so I was just in addition to having a love for basketball and sports in general I was doing all these other things and I just knew that like like I had a passion for these things and I knew that I was going to carry that passion like for the rest of my life mm-hmm. Word. so did that kind of like translate into your college career or your college experience Definitely. Definitely? Yeah. yeah. And you went to where? FAU, right? Yeah, FAU. Yeah. And how was that like? What was that experience? It was, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, like, a lot, a lot of people, I understand too, but a lot of people, you know, college, well, don't get it twisted. When I graduated from high school, I really went to college off the strength of my parents, like, you know, mm-hmm. saying like, this, yeah, this is what you do. Step, yeah. Not only my parents, my teachers too. It was just embedded in our heads that, you know, after high school, you go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't against it, but I wasn't, like, for it. Yes. But, you know, I wanted to go to an all-black college. And so, at the time, I was I was trying to go to FAMU. But something was with their accreditation at the time. It was, like, in jeopardy. So, my mom was just saying it's risky because if you get a degree from there, like, some people look at it a certain way, blah, blah, blah. So, I never... Got to go to FAMU. I went to FAU. And it it was really a blessing in disguise because I always think of, like, you know, split decisions. Like, if I would have went to FAMU, I don't think I would have been doing any of the things that I'm doing now. So mm-hmm. I went to FAU, linked up with uh, Joel and Rob, and then, like, I would say took over. <laughs> like, but, yeah, college on... Just on a social level, I maximized on college from a social aspect. Mm-hmm. I, was, I could say that. Okay, so... That kind of goes into this next point. How did you, how did the 2K Life movement come about? I know you already mentioned Joel and them, but how did you really, because um, outside looking in, you, you're you kind of the head honcho of the group or yeah. the leader. So how did how did you kind of bring everybody together with that 2K Life movement? Um, once again, it was like unintentionally, but I, I, I would say experimenting. Mm-hmm. Experimenting is really how everything became successful for us but i had basically how can i say it in high school i didn't go to my home school most majority of kids go to their like the school that's closest to their home i went to fort lauderdale high school but i live on the same street as plantation high school mm-hmm. so i have friends from fort lauderdale friends from plantation high school i was like you could say i was somewhat popular in plantation even though i didn't go there Cause when I come home, I go to all the parties with the plantation high school people. I play football, basketball. So I develop a network. We could say that now because we grown. Mm-hmm. I develop a network with plantation high school people and a network with Fort Lauderdale high school people. 
So unintentionally, I brought both of those networks to FAU. And then when I was building a network at FAU, I made, I always do this. Like I made sure like, oh yeah, so these are my friends from FAU. These are my friends from Fort Lauderdale. These are my friends from Plantation. But guess what? We all friends. Mm-hmm. And you like, bring them together. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like, and like I said, it was nothing like strategic or thought out. Like this is what I'm going to do. Like I've just always been the person that merges different mm-hmm. people. And then I would call myself a leader. And being a leader, 2K thing started. We just experimented. We did a whole we did a whole freshman year in high school. I mean, at FAU. Mm-hmm. And we just saw that, like, there's a void that needed to be filled. We brainstormed that we needed to throw a back-to-school party. And we threw the back-to-school party our sophomore year, like, the first Thursday of the school year. It was super successful, and then the rest is history. Definitely history, because, <laughs> you, like you said, you, you threw the first, first pool party. It was in your backyard, right? The first pool party, the first yeah. Pool party. Mm-hmm. And from there, it grown into now, yeah. <laughs> revenues and yeah. all of that that's shit. That's like, that's what supports my life. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy. I remember being in fucking 10th or 11th grade, asking my cousin Sean, because he fought with you. I'm like, yeah. bro, you can get me in? He's like, I'm going to ask Julian. I'm like, all right, bro, ask me. <laughs> Low key, you would always look out too. I didn't so. even know that was your cousin. Sean? Yeah. Up until now? I thought y'all was just cool. Get the fuck. Up until right now, you know his cousins? I did. Oh, yeah, that's my cousin, bro. Um, Shout out, Sean. But, yeah, um, so that's how I met you. That's how I found out about you was through the um the pool parties, the the different parties that y'all would throw. Mm-hmm. And I would see, like, from afar, I would just see how you moved as really a leader. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I remember you used to, used to do uh, the little basketball things on Sunday mornings, I believe, at, over there on Sunset Strip. Yeah. And I would see you would come in. You would get everybody together. Yeah. You wouldn't even play first you'd make sure everybody else gets to play and then yeah. after you make sure everybody's straight so i always <laughs> i always looked at you like okay this guy this guy moves a little moves a little different from other people but that's what's up man um all right but how is it being in the group and maintaining both because you went into basically business with your friends that you met so uh-huh. how is it how is it maintaining both a business aspect and a friendship aspect how is it because i know for me money and friends i've betted with friends and you know how that shit go, and it just goes left anytime money's involved. So how mm-hmm. is it managing both business and maintaining friendships at the same time, making sure everybody's straight, making sure you're straight, making sure the business straight? How was that like? Uh, I mean, it's been 10 years, uh, maybe 11. It's been 11 years. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's pros and cons. There's been ups and downs. But for the most part, I can honestly say that I pick a good bunch of people yeah. people to like be in business and friendship with mm-hmm. like I could I could say that like it's gonna be there's always gonna be discrepancies and people feel different ways or or have different morals or like you know because everybody's an individual at the end of the day we don't like you know I mean I could I could tell you that on a business level like we since we since we all went to college too i think i think that's what helps um and like a bunch of us went to college for business it's mm-hmm. like we share the same ethics deep down inside so for the most part i would say 80 percent of the time like if there's a problem it can always be fixed because mm-hmm. there will be problems yeah and there's really a solution for every problem if you right. think about it so no, that's a fact mm-hmm. all right and um so, you went from doing 2K pool parties to you got into acting. 
Uh, right. I remember I remember your close friends um, project. I really fought with that project a lot. Mm-hmm. Appreciate um, it. No problem. And um, how did that come about? When did you realize? Oh, I can I can act too. Like it's <laughs> I could do everything really. So how did that come about? And how, from there, that came about. I, I would have to give all credit to Ricky. Mm-hmm. Ricky is like a visionary, and like he sees talent in people. Mm-hmm. So. He pretty much, from what I can remember, he's the one that, like, pushed me, you know, and let me know that I had the ability to act. And I may have known deep down inside that I could do it. Because I I have a I could do anything mentality. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing I can't do or can't learn to do. But, you know, getting that extra push that Ricky gave me, it was just, once again, experimenting. Mm -hmm. And... The web series started in in college, and we just took advantage of our resources. Like, mm-hmm. it was perfect for us to start a web series in college because I could just imagine now, if you're starting something, like resources are hard to come by. So if if you're somebody that is connected to a lot of resources, like use them and take advantage of them. We were on a college campus, so literally we based our whole web series around this campus Mm -hmm. and as an adult now like the things that we were doing like we're doing it with a zero dollar budget because of our resources so like if we need if we need a a dining room setting we could do it on campus and because our face was so good on campus at the same time Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people I don't even know if what we were doing was allowed because I know like Depending on where you at, like they'll probably want you to sign waivers and stuff like that. But we just we just did it. We had a vision stuck to it, and like it being in college was the best thing because one the resources like I told you, but two now we're opening up to a whole group of people that can identify with it. So they're like, if you go to FAU, you know FAU at the time when I was there, it was like thirty thousand people enrolled. So potentially we're exposing this web series that we're just creating to 30,000 people mm-hmm. and it's good quality and people it's relatable because it's about current events and current like situations that's happening relationships who who can't relate to relationships mm-hmm. and so it's just like a word of mouth thing and it's, college is the best place for word of mouth and that's why our parties were successful that's why um our web series was successful. Like that was the core base was our college mm-hmm. and being on campus. And crazy thing is, when I got accepted to FAU, I wanted to like commute there. I was telling my mom, buy me a car, buy me a car. I'll stay at the house and I'll just drive to class. She she told me she wanted me to stay on campus because when she went to college, because she had me, she 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 wanted to stay on campus, but she was never able to because she had to take care of me. Mm-hmm. So she always wanted me to have that experience that she never had. I didn't understand why that was so important to her until now. Like now, I look back. Like if I didn't stay on campus, like little split decisions like that, it, all of this wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't have maximized all my resources. I wouldn't have networked efficiently with just going to class and going home. Damn. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that, that's facts. Shit. Okay. All right. So now you do, let's see. Like I said, you're a man of many hats. You done, did the, the college experience, the networking, the mm-hmm. acting, pool parties. And now, can I say a full-time rapper? 
Huh? Not a full time. I know that's not just your your only thing, but I would say full time entertainer. But I'm taking rap very seriously. Okay, and at what point did you say I'm really about to start doing this rap thing, like making albums, making projects, making music videos, collaborating with other artists? What at what point did you say this is what I'm gonna do for real, for real? Um, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Um. Shout out my boy Dez. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been my friend since the jump, and uh, he's one, he's one of my roommates, and he he's a producer, so he makes beats and stuff like that. And if I never would have moved in with him, none of this would have happened. So I moved in with him last September twenty nineteen. Yeah, September twenty nineteen. I moved in with him, but it just so happened like like in November. Like him and Chizzy was always making beats, and I would just play around mm-hmm. in the house, like while I'm cooking, just fake freestyling and shit like that, just playing around, not taking it seriously. Then I made a song in November, which one, and I put it on my story, and then like Zoe Dollars replied to it and and was like, oh that's tough, boom boom boom. So then I I just because I was just joking, mm-hmm. so he's like that's tough. So then I responded to him. Just joking with him, like, oh, give me a verse then. Mm-hmm. He's like, send it. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> it took a long time. I didn't get his verse till February, but I appreciate him for doing that. Mm-hmm. Because once, it's basically his verse that made me say, okay, I'm going to take this seriously. Because my first song, quote unquote, even though I rapped in high school, my first song as starting to do this again, this nigga Zoe Dollars hopped on. That's a big cosign. Yeah. And then from that point on, I would say from February till now, yeah. I've been like, you know, seriously, seriously doing it. And then what helped me seriously do it is COVID. Mm-hmm. So everything shut down. So Easy it was song. nothing else yeah. to do. I, you, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have to focus on... Because we were supposed to do a 2K pool party tour where we were going to different cities. So mm-hmm. that would have been my focus this whole year. Mm-hmm. But since that was not possible, what else is there to do? Other than... Work on your craft. Yeah. Word. And your first project was Feed My Ego. That was your first official album, right? Mm-hmm. Feed My Ego. That was... Because you just dropped the album, um, Keep It Player, October 30th. But I really fought with that first album because mm-hmm. that's when I first heard it. I'm like, this nigga Julian rapping? <laughs> nah, this nigga not rapping. Right. And then it's funny because... <laughs> quick story. I was chilling with a female... And she was like, oh, you know Julian rapping. I'm like... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah. That sound like the skit we That's what I'm saying. So when we was doing the skit, I was like, oh, it's just so ironic. But yeah, she was like, you know, uh, Julian rapping. And it's funny because all the shit he rapping is shit I know that he's actually about. And I'm like, yeah. this nigga is not fucking all these... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I was being that hating ass nigga. I'm like, man, you, you just gassing. But after being around you for a little bit, hearing the music, seeing how you move, I'm like, oh... This is this is this is real life music. So how much of your music really reflects you as a person and and, um, and everything would, behind that? I would 100%? say my music, yeah, hundred percent reflects me as a person. Um, a lot of the things I talk about in my music though is like things that I did mm-hmm. and not that I'm currently doing. I could I could say that, but it it all reflects me as a person. Like mm-hmm. I make music to accommodate my lifestyle or complement my lifestyle. That's how I make my music. Like. I always told, like, for the most part, like, the type of music that I want to make is something that make you feel good. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, because for the most part, for the most part, when I listen to music, I want it 
to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I try to do the same. Word, I feel you. Okay, and um, your album, new album, second album, Keep It Player, just dropped October 30th. Yeah. What's been the feedback like for that? Um, the feedback is exactly what I expected. So, yeah. like, the reason... I, I told people I, I was going to drop two projects in 2020. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people questioned it just because it felt like I could, like, push feed my ego more, but... Exactly what you said. I feel like that was important. Like, people don't know me as somebody that raps. Mm-hmm. So I know the first album, like people will appreciate it, and people do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I could just go to another level of quality to show people that I'm serious. I think mm-hmm. I, I think, and I needed to do it in a in a good time span just to show so people don't forget. You get what I'm saying? Oh, trust me, I understand. Cause that first record, like I, I texted you and I told you that keep it player. The first, the first record, I'm like, yeah, you was you was spitting, and then even when you was when you did the little little uh, I hate Julian niggas. Show these niggas. Oh, and I was talking to yeah, when you yeah. you was talking that shit, I'm like, okay, like I really I felt. I'm like, <laughs> these niggas really trying to say some shit. And like you said, um, from even though uh, feed my ego, I like that because. To me, let me hold something is just some shit I'll play in the car when I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Favorite tra- favorite track from me. But that keep it player, that shit kind of came to me like, oh, this nigga's trying to show he's improving lyrically. Right. He's improving uh with the production, with right. the with the ad libs and everything. So that even all in the plan, your flow switched up. I'm yeah. like TB the TBT joint, nigga said, <laughs> nigga running around last round by like LAP. I'm like, oh, okay, like, oh, this nigga, this nigga's really like like rapping, rapping, okay. And and I appreciate that shit because not only does that show like, oh, this is something I, I can do, <laughs> yeah. but I, this is something I can master too. Like yeah. Just like I've mastered uh, the 2K pool parties, just yeah. like I took advantage and maximized my networking, social media, all of that shit. Like, I feel like everything you do, you kind of just maximize on it, and that's something that I respect. Yeah, and just that, like, that huh? was my goal. Yeah, yeah. And just like I told Q that I'm like, I, 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 I love relatable music. Sometimes it don't have to relate to me, mm-hmm. but if I know the person, he's rapping and, or singing, and I'm like, "Oh, this is you," and you're able to put that into a song and have people like like me like see it from your perspective and kind of put me in your shoes. I I give you a lot of credit for that, bro. I appreciate it. That, that that definitely that was my goal. Like I wanted, I knew that by dropping a second tape, because I guess I dropped it, "Feed My Ego" in May, October, so five months apart. I knew by Dropping a second tape five months apart, I knew one that if people didn't listen to the first one, like them hearing this would make them go listen to the first one, mm-hmm. and then the people that did listen to Feed My Ego and they hear this exactly what you said, I mm-hmm. felt like they would all, for the most part, see like okay, it's not just he's not putting out the same like it's improving. Mm-hmm. I just. You know, I want people to stick with me on a journey of improvement and see mm-hmm. that it's going to improve every time. No, that's a fact. Much credit to you, bro. Much <laughs> Thank you. you. All right, so, all right, quick question. Where do you see yourself in 10 years as opposed to the last 10 years? Because you've done a lot already. And how old are you now? 30. 30. And you've done a lot in the last 10 years minimum. So where do you see yourself 10 years from now as far as your brand, your 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 music career, your acting career? The 2K life moving. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? 10 years from now, I mm-hmm. see... Let's see. Me, pers- on a personal level, I see... Um, 
me having like a family. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Mm-hmm. Um, at least a kid. <laughs> um, Hello, Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, that is what I'm gonna name my kids. You gonna name Kyrie? Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> um, aside from that, like on a business level, I see like. Things that I see, like, being, like, I see my podcast, Shots of Honesty. Mm-hmm. I see that with Star. I see that being, like, something that's, like, huge. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? If it's not on, like, a TV show by then or something. You give me, I'm, I see, like, there's no ceiling for that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, events and stuff like that, I, I can see me, like, putting, like, my, my brother and his friends, like, on to do all the work that I'm doing now. And mm-hmm. I can just oversee Stuff like that. So, like, passing down the 2K Life brand to the younger ones under me, but still being a part of it, but not fully being a part of it. So, basically building an empire, something that Mm -hmm. years from now, my kids can be like, oh. Well, and also you say 10 years from now, I I believe Nick Cannon is 40. So, Mm -hmm. 10 years from now, I'll be his age. Whatever position he's in, I see myself identical mimicking Mm -hmm. like that. I'm, I, I always see myself involved in multiple things. Like, I'm never going to be a one-person thing. Like, yeah, I just do this. Mm-hmm. And then also 10 years from now, I see myself, like, being in big movies and stuff like that. Or, or like, a reoccurring TV show mm-hmm. or a series on, on something. I could, honestly, I could see you doing that, too, especially if you just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I could see you doing that, bro. Because I, <laughs> ten, six years ago, for, when I graduated... 2014, I didn't see you being a rapper, nigga. Oh, like, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't see none of that. Like, I ain't see 2K having pool parties sold out. Like, yeah. I ain't see none of that. So, if you just keep doing what you're doing, I, I think you can reach that goal for real. If you could sit down and have conversation with anyone in the world, dead or alive, past or present. One person I, no, I've only picked? You can, however much, two, three, four. Okay, well, I mean, off rip, it'll be the five people. That you already named. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pick too much, but yeah, those would be the five people living. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two people I would say not living would be Tupac and Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey, okay, yeah, and what? and and to be honest, like that's not. I'm not like the biggest. I'm a Tupac fan. I'm a Nipsey Hussle fan, but I'm not diehard Tupac. I'm not diehard Nipsey Hussle fan. I know their songs. You feel me? I fought with their movement. I fought with everything that. They brought to the world, and so it would, it wouldn't it wouldn't even be on like the sit down wouldn't even be on an entertainment level. It would just be on like just to get some game from people, just mm-hmm. on everything in life. Like you get know what I'm saying? Yeah. So same same stuff with um, like if I sat down with Jay Z or something, I wouldn't ask him nothing about rap. Mm-hmm. I like because creatively, like I don't. I don't really look for create people's creative input, but I'll ask them just on gems on life and just apply it wherever I, I see feasible in my life. Mm-hmm. That's, how I, that's how I see it. And now that you make music, do you listen to other people's music as much as you used to? Do you look out for new music or <laughs> listen to old music to try to get some... some so, I don't know if you remember... Like, you remember I used to make a playlist? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that no more, okay? <laughs> and shout out to Joel because he, he told me I should get back to it, but... Mm-hmm. How I function, I can only do things that's naturally. It's just crazy, like, like environments and everything, I guess, determine that. So the reason, the reason why I even started making the playlist is because that's when we were doing rooftop Sundays. Mm-hmm. So bring back rooftop Sundays, please. <laughs> at rooftop Sundays, 
I wasn't the DJ, but I was the MC mm-hmm. next to the DJ all night. So I pretty much, I felt like I had to be in the know of what's hot, what's new, mm-hmm. what the ladies like, what the dudes like, what the bottle poppers like. What? And to be honest, I feel like that that's a competitive advantage I have as a rapper. Like I feel like I feel like my ear of knowing what what people like from other artists mm-hmm. helps me creatively just like so it's like a subconscious thing though. But back to the playlist. I was doing that and also that's when I was working out at the dungeon. Shout out to CJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still work out at the dungeon, but I was working out there every day. Mm-hmm. And and he would let me play the music. So Some same thing. Kind of, yeah. So, but when those two things change, it's like I just didn't have a passion. Like, you feel me? I used to make it my job to, like, break all artists or find a new hit. Like, if, if four people came out with a new album tonight, i listen to all four of them tonight. <laughs> oh, shit. And pick out, like, okay, this is going to be the one. This mm-hmm. is, because I need, by tomorrow, by the time you wake up, I needed a playlist out there. Like, dang, how does Julian know, like, this is going to be the one? Mm-hmm. Like... And then, like I said, it's just environments changing and just changing. I just stopped doing it because it's like, okay, no Ruta. It's like, dang, why do I really care about the new music? <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know. It's just like. Nah, I feel you. Shit. But um, to, to go back to your question, before I even started rapping, like once that whole transition from Ruta came, I stopped listening to new music. Then I would start listening to the same things over and over. But then I stopped listening to music, period. Not intentionally, not because I'm, like, I'm a rapper. I know like a lot of rappers say, like, oh, I don't listen to nobody else. Like, I just didn't have settings to listen to music in. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, when do you listen to music the most? When you're here at the crib? When I'm here at the crib, driving type shit, yeah. So, when I'm at the crib, I'm never, like, it's rare that I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. So, I'm communicating with my homeboys and shit like that. That's one. When I'm in the car, that's where I want to be on the phone. Really? Bro, I... If the car rides for me, I have to be listening to music. You can't come in, come in my car and, and we don't No, that's the thing. Me. No, that's the thing. If I have a passenger, oh, we're going to listen to music. By yourself. Okay. By myself, I, for some reason, I just want to talk on the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I got this thing like... I call, like, all my homeboys every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I might be the weirdest nigga, and I said this on my podcast before, but, like, like I literally, every day I'll call Malik, might be um, Chizzy, uh, Mike Lowry. Like, I have Joel. Like, I just go down the list and talk to everybody for, like, 30, at least 30 minutes every day. I'd have to do that every day. Like, I have to keep that communication. And also, I, I realized that, and it's no shot against them or anybody, but, like, I'm just that person. Because if I don't keep that communication, I feel like, like, we'll just grow apart. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, of. a fear of mine. Like, growing apart from just people I'm close with in general. Not, mm-hmm. not, not like, just dudes, dudes, girls, whatever. Like, if I'm close to you, like, I feel like we're close for a reason. I, I don't want to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Back to the question. <laughs> So in the car, I don't I don't really listen to music when I'm by myself. Not in the crib because I'm not by myself. And then podcasts started taking over. So like you listen to podcasts. You get what I'm saying? So like how you dropped the link with the KD and Kyrie, like 
that's a two-hour podcast. So I, I can't even listen to podcasts in one sitting. In one sitting? Yeah. Shit. Depending on what I'm doing, unless I'm doing like a far drive. That, that's what I'm saying. I listen to podcasts like it could either be background noise for me sometimes mm. or like you said, on a long road trip or whatever. Or even when I just don't feel like this, cause sometimes I just don't feel like listening to music, but I want to hear something. I listen to podcasts, and the way I look at podcasts is, it's kind of like being because I'm the type of guy who I don't like being the guy who's making conversation. I want to just be in a room with people I fuck with. I listen to y'all talk, yeah. And whenever I can put my input, I do. But aside from that, I'm just really in the background listening. So when I'm listening to podcasts, that's how I'm listening. Like I'm not saying nothing. I'm listening to what this pers- person's perspective is and what that person perspective is so mm-hmm. that's how I look at podcasts so I can see how you can so yeah that. like I just it's just weird but then there's artists that if they drop it don't matter if I haven't listened to music in a long time like I'ma just mm-hmm. I fought with them that heavy like gonna if he if he drops on tonight I'ma listen to it from top to bottom Travis Scott I'ma listen to it from top to bottom um who else Future, future, yeah, facts. Drake, Drake, Drake. Young Thug. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think of others that I I normally. Be I just it's it's like I would say it's it's probably like ten, ten artists that if they drop something, I'm gonna give it my undivided attention. Mm-hmm. It's uh, other than them ten, like it's like a, I'll get to it. Uh, you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. Word. All right, bro. Uh, last question before I let you go. Um, I see you starting a, another movement, uh, Lucky Me. Kind of get into that. What's what's the creative mind behind that? So I wanted to create Lucky Me. Um, basically, I wanted to, like, assemble a team full of creatives. And, like, that's what we do. Like, we just create stuff. How, how it came about is because with my music videos, I found myself... Like every music video that I had so far, I I've thought of the concept and the the treatment. I I wrote written the treatment. Um, I've collaborated with different um videographers and stuff like that. So I haven't used the same videographer every pretty much. Um, I used McKinson a couple of times and Trash Mag a couple of times, but I I and Ricky. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's really came from me doing the treatments i'm like i could i think i could help other artists like if they need if they need ideas like to bring to life or if like they're stuck if they have songs and they don't have a vision for a visual stuff like that i feel like i'm just creative to the point where i could help them and we we keep going back to networking i feel like i'm i have a good rapport with a lot of other creatives so like i could work as that middleman mm-hmm. and uh lucky me I, I got it tatted on me and i always just felt like like the meaning of it was like even in the worst situations like i still like it comes out favoring me mm-hmm. in the end that's like a type of optimism that i always try to have on my life so that's where the name came from and mm-hmm. In addition to being just a creative, I wanted it to be like some, uh, like a nonprofit organization to the extent where we do like givebacks. Like, I kind of launched it too late, but I wanted I want to do like an annual Thanksgiving drive. And COVID is kind of messing that up right now because I tried to like put something together, but my mom was just 
like warning me like you know it, it's it's but so much you can do in public with these whole covid restrictions but i want to do my two favorite holidays is thanksgiving and christmas so i definitely want to from starting next year 2021 and going forward i want to give back like to the community whether it be a turkey drive or um a, you know a toy drive for the kids and then mm-hmm. i want to do a back to school drive so it's like three Three events that I'm trying to do annually under the Lucky Me brand. And I want all my all my friends, you know, to volunteer, you know. And it's going to be fun. You know, everybody's going to be fun giving back. Mm-hmm. It's going to make everybody feel good giving to the less fortunate. So that's like, that's pretty much my vision for the Lucky Me brand. Like, creativity and giving back. Like, helping helping artists that need creative visions. Creating for myself, like um, like something I have in the works. I could drop this on your podcast. Uh, um, the song still with you. I'm I'm doing a short film for that. Like kind of like how I did for Let Me Hold Some. Mm-hmm. That was dope, by the way. Yeah. And it's and so for the song still with you. It's it's my first script. Mm-hmm. Um, that I wrote. I've never out of all the years I've been acting and stuff. I've never written a script, and. One night, like an idea just came to mind, mm-hmm. and I literally, I literally said, "Like wow!" Like I woke up, I woke up at four a.m. And, and just started writing. I think it was like a bad dream I had. Mm-hmm. Started writing, and everybody was fucking with it. And so I know, like this short film, I'm just like I'm actually gonna have like table read soon. With I already casted it, already did everything, mm-hmm. and my goal is to drop it on New Year's Eve. And I think it's gonna make people feel the song a lot. <laughs> and, and that's and that's still with you. Yeah. Okay. Definitely looking forward to that. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of. I feel like I had so many more questions, but after talking to you, I kind of just let you do your thing and just let you ramble a little bit. I'm trying to think of any other questions I got. Oh, perfect. When, after COVID, obviously, calms down, or we kind of get in a better situation. When can we expect another? rooftop or a 2k pool party i know you already mentioned you wanted before the covid you want to do the the 2k pool party tours can we expect that once i hope goes up? like god willing i hope that we could do a tour in 2021 mm-hmm. um i mean we gave people a, a nice little unintentionally we gave people a nice little break so i feel like they'll be fiending for a 2k pool party um rooftop i don't know you don't know, man. No, like, trust me. Root hey, was a staple in my life. Yeah. It was. I think it was a staple in a lot of people's lives, bro. <laughs> but we don't own the build. We don't own. We don't own the venue anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's different factors. I'm not. I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. If we can make it happen, let's Definitely. make it happen. Word. Shit, I hate Julian, bro. I appreciate you one for sitting down, kind of letting us get into your creative mind a little bit. I definitely enjoyed listening to you hear how you sound you you wake up at 4 a.m and write scripts and shit so (laughs) i'm looking forward to that new year's drop with the still with you joint bro appreciate you but um appreciate you bro oh yeah and i appreciate uh zamari for being a part of my um in my rollout ah yeah you got to talk about that real quick oh why yeah i don't know if y'all think your acting that was my acting day i've never been on 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 a big screen at least but i've never been on that you know what i'm saying i was on there talking my shit why i hate julian (laughs) nigga had two girlfriends and shit y'all go check that out bro lucky me brand but julian bro i appreciate you fam a lot i appreciate you having me of course man All right, y'all, this was another episode. Hopefully y'all enjoy it, and until next time.